culture is a, it's a tough, it's kind of a moving target, I guess. Yeah. Um, because it's about people and it's getting them emotionally connected to behavior that you want to celebrate. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Jay Rains. Um, he's going to talk about how to build a culture and how to build a culture such that you can write it on a napkin. So let's get into the interview with Dr. Jay. Well, today on the podcast, I have Dr. Jay Rains um, from Bryan, Texas. And we're just discussing before this interview started where Bryan, Texas is. It's about an hour outside of Austin, um, north of Houston and south of Dallas. So there's your daily um, Texas geography lesson. But uh, hey, Dr. Jay, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate yeah. it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to just kind of hear your background and how you got into coaching. I know you do a lot with SMBs and then as we were speaking before, just around the fast food industry and, and, and helping develop leaders in those spaces. So if you could give me the, you know, the two minute background of, of how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I was in the nonprofit sector for years and uh, ended up uh, moving to India. Our family, we packed up everything, kind of moved to India of all places. And uh, over there, I got with some other people. We actually developed a leadership development company called Lead International and had some great times with that. And uh, we were in India about seven years and basically got, it was more of seminar approach, workshop approach with uh, multinational companies there and some like real estate investment companies and IT. There's a lot of IT in Bangalore, India and around the, around the nation. So um, did that. But then when I came back to America three years ago, um, really saw a big opportunity to, to keep doing the same objective, but doing it a little bit different way through coaching. I've done a lot of teaching, but I came to find that Coaching is a way to really move people, uh, kind of get to where people are individually and then help them figure out their next step. It, it's, it's not a directive kind of approach. It's more of a drawing out approach. I really, it really fit my personality and um, had some good leads. So I followed up on those leads and it's just kind of blossomed into an amazing thing I get to do every day and talk to people and help them reach their goals or overcome a challenge. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty unique background living in India for a while. I'm sure that <laughs> shaped well, a lot of right. your background and then how you work with, with companies. It um, did, you know, one of the things I'll just make that connection that you brought up there. I mean, right now what we're doing in companies, what we see is they're asking, how do we change our company culture? So you just take that word culture right there. And I mean, we lived in a very different culture. I don't know that you can find a much opposite type culture than from America to India. And, and we swam in that kind of culture difference for a long time, trying to unpack it. So now as I look at a company, I kind of see it through that lens of, okay, what are the cultural elements of say behavior or, or what we're expecting or what are we aiming for and how do we craft and define the culture we want and have a culture transformation in this business. So it has given me a unique perspective on even what I do every day. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about the companies that you, 
that you work with, you know, is the, one of the goals of this podcast is to, to kind of have some nuggets. Um, so, so as someone that's listening to this, you know, thinking, you know, that's, you know, maybe I'm trying to reshape my culture or, you know, tell me a little bit about the type of companies you work with. And then if you could speak to what are some of the barriers that they're facing in that, like trying to reshape culture or, you know, what are the, what are the, the pains that they're in? And then what's the, you know, quote, heaven that you take them to, right? You know, like what's right. the promised land For that you're, sure. that, that Dr. J. Rains is leading them to? <laughs> oh man, the, the big promise is, yeah, we try to under promise over deliver, right? So the, typically, I'd say the larger part of our, our base is kind of in that um, five to $20 million a year range. And um, it uh, really works well when uh, I know the owner. So I'm, I'm really coming alongside the owner and saying, okay, how do I help you drive your dream, your vision deeper, you know, all the way to the front line of your organization so that the customer experiences what you're, really wanting so um yeah we i really aim to know if if i can know the owner then i feel like i can help them the most um and then we do we are having this opportunity and more in the the 200 million dollar range i've got a multinational company that we're working with and that lets me reach back into our you know kind of what we were doing in india and, and that type of organization is a very different animal but it's still the same challenges. So you asked about challenges. Uh, it, it's really um, clarity on vision and, and helping leaders get really clear on what are they trying to accomplish rather than trying to do everything, you know, so many challenges out there. Getting clear on that, getting uh, better at uh, overcoming team dysfunction. I love seeing how teams, how you get a group of people in a room, it's like you got such a different mix of personalities. So helping them dig in on what am I doing that's holding this team back? Um, what can I do to help my team excel? Because you end up with um, very results-focused teams. And when you're so results-focused and you miss the relational piece, then it's a hollow victory. You might win for the day, but you've got a lot of dead bodies along the way of people you've run over to get there. And so trying to help them see, um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of them are already successful, but they're looking at like, but, but why are we having this high turnover of people if we're successful? And so helping them unpack um, their behavior to each other, the culture they want to have and define that in such a way that, Really, one of the deliverables I give is I want you to be able to put your culture on a napkin so that if you can get your culture where you can write it, you know, it's hard to write on a napkin, right? So if you can write it on a napkin that small, that clear, then all of your people can also deliver your culture message mm. all the way to the front so that the customer experiences it. So what, I think that's, that's a great exercise. And I don't think a lot of leaders are actually able to do that, but what, what are some even precursors to that? Like what, what are the things that they're feeling, saying, mm -hmm. mentally saying to themselves other than turnover? Like what's a manifestation of someone that, that you could, that, that is listening to this, let's say, and they're like, yeah, I think about that. You know, what, besides turnover, what are some of the signals? Like, you know, it, it's like, we might be winning according to the numbers and the spreadsheets, but there's this, 
inside of me, I don't feel like things are clicking or gelling or what are some of the other things that people are saying to you, like frustration statements, let's say. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, I'm dealing at multiple levels. So that would be, there'd be several different answers to that. I'd say at the top, number one, they're alone. They are, if the CEO, even if he has a C-suite with him, you know, some CEOs are just kind of, they're the only C person, right? But even, even at the C-suite level, the CEO is alone. And, and there are just things that they are frustrated about that they can't really say out loud or don't feel like they can say out loud. So being that person that's trusted and confidential, um, because coaching, one of the rules, the International Coaching Federation rules of, of coaching is confidentiality. You can't help someone if they don't think that it's private. Mm. So, so being there, you know, um, in a very powerful way with that person. And then, and then digging into the second and third and fourth layers of the company and finding out where is the disconnect? You know, you've got leaders say at the second level and they're trying to understand, um, I think, you know, well, let's reach a little further. Let's go into middle management somewhere down to the manager level they're in a big crunch. What I hear from them is, well, I'm getting this message from above, but my people that I'm managing are really struggling with getting that delivered. And a lot of times they don't know how to advocate for their people without, what tends to happen is they advocate for their supervisor, their policy, company policy. So I'm trying to help them see the need to you know, not raise every banner that your people raise, but at least let them know that you carry their banner to upper management. Mm -hmm. um, that's a real big pain point in middle management that I see. Um, again, you know, at, at every level, especially that second level, I think a lot of times they've been promoted out of their success and into a position and leadership every level of leadership has a whole new set of tools that you need and so getting awareness with them around uh, you know they're they're up against the wall and they're like why can't i get my people to do x you know and and helping them see that um, it's because they're still reaching in to whoever their supervisor, they're actually reaching in and maybe micromanaging or correcting. I was coaching someone yesterday and she's like, you know, I just can't get my three leaders to own the day-to-day -day part so I can look at week to week, month to month. Right. And I, so I said, well, give me an example. And she told me a, a situation where they had a question about cleaning of an item, like this is something you have to do. And she said, well, there's two ways to do that. And, uh, and she gave them the two ways. So they got together and they on Slack and figured out, okay, we'll do it this way A. And then she came back and said, no, actually, I want you to do way B. <laughs> okay. So you're starting to ask questions around that. It's like, okay, you want them to think day to day. You want them to make decisions for day to day. You gave them this opportunity. And then what did you do? And I mean, it was like light bulbs coming on. Just like, oh, okay. I, you know, I short circuited their ownership 
in this area. And, it, and so she discovered it, even though it you know, was kind of listening to it, it became more obvious, but until she verbalized it, she didn't see it. Yeah. So that, did I answer your question? I think I went on. Yeah, you did. And I think you, trail. well, I think it was good because I think you gave context for the different stages of leadership um, and people in leadership. So a C-suite, you know, down to middle management that they deal with different issues. Um, so do you find that you're working with a C-suite and then that, that, that cascades down or not always, you know, I mean, you talked about the helping them craft and live out the vision that they had and the culture and clarifying the culture, but then there's subsequent work that has to go on to actually then coach those, those managers. So you're almost, sounds like you're probably almost giving them the skills to do that. Is that right? Yeah. And you know, with coaching, there's, there's really very little teaching that goes on. I mean, there's, there's kind of some schools of thought on that. So, uh, you know, it might be, of, of course, we're trying to get them to the realization of what they, what they need. And then we can say, you know, I have read a good book on that. Would you be interested in reading, you know, multiplier or, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, uh, the good fight by um, Leanne Davy or something like that. And then if they're willing to do that, then we've read the book too. And we can kind of debrief, okay, what are you learning and how are you actually, now that's a great chapter, but how are you going to implement that? in your life. So um, now we do get into some teaching because we've, one of our USPs, our unique selling points is that not only do we do individual coaching, but we do group coaching. So we have this package that we offer um, at different levels. And so maybe they get on a, an hour phone call together, all six people as a team, we might do, you know, uh, some adult learning with that, but then get them into application. Then we meet one-on-one -on -one with them to see, okay, now what are you going to do with this? How are you applying it? Or what, what's your challenge? So we've got kind of this both and part to that. What do you feel like? Um, I mean, we you already alluded and, and talked around some of the hurdles, um, what do you feel like are some of the hurdles to specifically developing culture? Um, you talked about, you know, leaders feeling alone. You talked about um, what I, you know, insinuated from some of what you're talking about is like people are just busy with things that they're doing um, and they're not thinking enough intentionally about it. Um, but what are some of the others specifically with culture? What are some of the barriers to them developing the culture that they want? Um, you know, I think I've heard somewhere it's like you get, you, you, you deserve the culture you have because it's a product of your behavior, something to that effect. Right. So it's gotcha. like, um, right. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Culture is going to happen. Okay. Period. But, um, but then, you know, you can intentionally guide the culture to where you want it to go. And that's going to take behavior. I think part of it is, um, a willingness to, to introduce accountability. Um, there, uh, you know, if, and another part of your, your question is, you know, how does this happen? I, th I think we all bring parts to that and we don't even know the baggage we're bringing. You know, someone said you're bringing baggage to the relationship. Some bring it in a suitcase. Others, you know, are backing up a semi of baggage into 
<laughs> a relationship and that can work <laughs> for marriage or whatever. But, yeah. uh, but you know, you, you think about someone you just hired from another company, they're still thinking in the mindset of how things were and they're trying to match square pegs and round holes of, of, okay, this is how people reacted when I had an idea in that culture, but yet I didn't know I could be innovative in this culture and we celebrate innovation. So bringing people along uh, and rewarding culture, I, th I think we don't spend enough time. Um, of course, there's not a person in the world that doesn't need encouragement. You think about that for just a minute. If, if you're breathing, you need encouragement. Mm, yeah. And so, um, but what are we encouraging? So I think encouraging people and celebrating around specific culture areas drives that deeper, you know, kind of like I caught you doing our culture. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. But what I'm finding is most conversations that happen are corrective. If you look at 10 conversations, nine of them are corrective. Mm. And so if I'm being pulled into somebody's office for a meeting, I'm, I'm in fear. Right. Yeah. And so I'm trying to turn that tide of if you're, if you're going to have 10 conversations with a member through a year, make sure five of them are positive. Yeah. At least give them the option to think this is a 50, 50 chance of good or bad, you know? Yeah. Um, so culture is a, it's a tough, it's kind of a moving target, I guess. Yeah. Um, because it's about people. And it's getting them emotionally connected to behavior that you want to celebrate. Emotionally connected to behavior you want to celebrate. I like that. That's uh, I like that thought because that's that the components to that of emotional connection is one, and then the celebration, and then like you said earlier, the accountability to that to 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 actually be accountable to the behavior of celebration. Those are, those are pretty critical elements, I would think. So. so those are some of the things, you know, we're asking questions around and, and we really try to help people figure out, okay, where are we? And kind of a gap analysis. And we've done a lot of different kinds of gaps. So it's kind of a behavior culture gap analysis. Where are we today? Where would we like to be? Let's create a roadmap. What would you say is the biggest surprise or aha or maybe misconception one of your clients has had before working with you that after they go through like a whole series of, of whatever level that they come out of it and they're like, wow, Jay, this is not what I thought it was. I had, you know, this expectation before, but we're at a totally different spot, which is better. You know, can, tell me about that. Yeah, actually the one that comes to mind was a, like a, like almost immediate aha moment. Um, I do a thing where um, we, we come in and we do a team dynamics um, an online survey with them and they, they fill out this form and, and it gives us a picture of how they see their company. So you take a team of say eight people. I did this with one particular CEO and his team, his top level team. We had like eight people on the team. And, and it was built on things like, where's our trust level? Where's our commitment level? Where's, how are we doing on conflict? You know, these several areas. And um, I mean, the aha moment came on the first day of the workshop within the first couple of hours when I, when I revealed 
the status of where they were, it set him way back. I mean, he was like, and this is a hard driving, high results. I mean, one of the, in his industry, he's, he's one of the top, you know, five percenters and yet it really set him back on his heels and he thought, man, I'm, I'm missing something here with my team. And he became very vulnerable with his team in that moment, which opened the door for them then to be vulnerable about where they were. And it, it just set a great tone for the two day workshop that we did, which then we moved into two years. I've been now with him for two years. We've been in two years of month to month coaching to, to keep moving that needle for them in those areas. But yeah, the aha moment for him came early. Um, and he's just continued to be a raving fan of, of yeah. what we're doing. That's awesome. Um, Hey, so I wanted to also pitch Leaders Q, which is your organization. And, and so people can find you at leadersq.com. Um, I, I'd like you to just kind of say, like, how do people find you? Like, what, what's a typical, like, entry point for working with you? And, you know, if someone's like, hey, you know, I like what I hear, you know, what's the best way to reach out? Or what do you, you know, recommend? Yeah, I mean, of course, we're on, we're, we're doing some things on Instagram at Leaders Q. We're, uh, we've got, I'm pretty involved in uh, LinkedIn. I enjoy that atmosphere of, you know, talking to business people and, and seeing one for me to see what's going on out in the world and also to really connect personally with people. Um, but, you know, I, I like a phone call. Feel free to just give me a call. Now, uh, please leave a voicemail <laughs> because, man, for some reason I get all these spam calls because I do advertise my, my number right there on the website. So, yeah, if I don't immediately answer, just leave a message. That way I know it's a real person and not some AI thing out there. There's and, a lot of those going around these days. Oh, right? it's killing me. <laughs> but I, wanna, I don't want to give it up. I want to be personal with yeah. who I'm working with. And so, yeah, shoot me a message on, on LinkedIn, um, you know, contact through the website. Um, there's a form there you can fill out. There's actually a button you can push and actually get into my schedule and, and schedule a Zoom call or a phone call with me right awesome. there. Pick, pick a time that works for you and your time zone. If you're in, you know, Kuala Lumpur and, and you want help, you know, sign up. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on, Jay. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. This was really enjoyable. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.